Welcome one and welcome all. You have reached the Partial Historians and we've got a brand new episode just for you. I am one Dr. Radness and sitting over here is... Hello, it is I, Dr. Greenfield. What? Where's my regular co-host? <laughs> I am your regular co-host. <laughs> all right. So, Dr. G, we are tracing the history of Rome from the founding of the city. And last time I checked, we had just finished ooh, quite lengthy uh, negotiations <laughs> over this whole issue of who's going to live on this land and who's going to live on that land and who's going to share the land and who's going to farm the land. And <laughs> yes, I, in, the Romans are in a really particular situation right now. This mm. is an ongoing um conflict mm. between the patricians and the plebeians yeah. about navigating how they interact with each other yeah what are their real rights um and for the plebeians it's obviously a bit more dire than the patricians because the patricians are the haves and the plebeians are the have nots yeah exactly the decision kind of could potentially mean life or death to some of them <laughs> for the yeah. plebeians yes it's yeah. much more serious um so they're probably a lot more emotionally involved um yes. but the patricians are really uh, sort of holding on by the skin of their teeth as good patricians do. <laughs> Grasping as usual at, at potential straws. So yeah, so the last time we'd, we'd seen the Senate debating about how they were going to resolve this issue, um, which had been raised uh, by one Consul Cassius, um, and then just really exploded from there. <laughs> yeah, this issue of the distribution of public land. Yeah, and so we, we ended things with um, basically the Senate having had their say, and it was the end of the consulship of Virginius and Cassius. The consuls at war. The agrarian... No, I have no, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, so these two consuls, they yeah. can't find a way to get along with each other because no. they disagree about the division of this public land between just Roman citizens mm. or all citizens who fall under... Uh, Roman auspices, which now includes the Latins and the Hunusians. Yeah, and that seems to be the sticking point because normally I think the plebeians and the tribunes and the plebs would have totally been on the side of give them the land. <laughs> but with the whole ally issue, that's the spanner in the works, mm. which is causing things to slow down and dividing them. Yeah, and Cassius, Spurius Cassius has been accused of being a populist and also trying to bolster his own claims to tyrannical power. Yes, and I'm very, I have very mixed feelings about him because what with current events, I feel like populist is a dirty word. But yeah. at the same time, I kind of like some of the things that Cassius has said. <laughs> Being a demigod is not terrible. No. Um, if what you say is ultimately useful. I feel useful. like I'm being tricked. <laughs> uh, but the trouble with a populist is that they won't hold any position other than what is popular. True. Um, so Where's their virtuous, Dr. G? Yeah. Where's the exactly. virtuous? <laughs> exactly. So we enter into what is around about 485 BC. Yes. Um, sometimes labelled as 483, depending on your source material. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a new pair of consoles. Very Excellent. exciting stuff. And we're entering what is indeed a new phase of uh, consulship history, really. Mm. Um, because we have the consulship of Quintus Fabius Vibulanus. Mm. Uh, and he is serving with Servius Cornelius Maluginensis. That is a mouthful. <laughs> so many syllables. <laughs> um, but Quintus Fabius is going to be the first of many Fabii 
to hold the consulship yes, the over the next few years. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're one of the elite families of Rome, like the real elite elite. Yeah, yeah. and they do have what still seems to be quite an unprecedented run yes. on family members holding the consulship in successive years. Very true. Yeah. Um, Quintus is just paving the way for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> um, Sorry, I, I, I don't know. What to, I, I'm trying not to say anything because I know some things about the Fabio and how things turn out for them. And <laughs> I don't want to say. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm worried that if I make too many jokes, I'm going to give it away. <laughs> so both of these consuls come from patrician backgrounds. <laughs> surprise, well, surprise. Yeah, we, have, we haven't quite crossed that bridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both considered quite young for the position. How old are they? I don't know. Mm, okay. I mean, Dionysius just say they are young indeed in years. See, I feel like that probably means they're 40s or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Um, mm. and, but they're most distinguished of their body. Hello. <laughs> Well, young and it's about hot. time. I'm licking my pinky and my thumb, and I'm greasing down my eyebrows. <laughs> Hello, hot console. <laughs> what have you got in store for us? Are these people the JFK of their generation? <laughs> I don't know. These virile young specimens. It turns out they're going to be very dangerous. Um, like JFK. <laughs> for the women and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turns out that you both have a great band of supporters because they both come from extremely wealthy families. Yeah, well, the Cornelia um, and the Fabia, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, what a formidable team. Yeah, so they're young, they're rich, and apparently they're good-looking. Um, it's the trifecta of terribleness, really. Um, just you wait. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I've just had coffee. <laughs> but apparently they're not inferior um, in civil affairs. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Despite all of their advantages. Can you spell your name? (laughs) (laughs) Sign here. Um, And what they do almost instantly is something really quite interesting. Mm. Um, They institute some quaestors. And not not the Republican-style quaestors that we're used to um, coming across where they're sort of in charge of the state treasury and stuff and they do audits and they're basically glorified, sure. yeah. glorified accountants. <laughs> yeah. um, these are quaestors in the style of um, the Roman monarchical era. So, really? Yeah, quaestors parakidii. Why are they doing this? They're going to uh, do some investigating. Oh. Um, so these quaestors have uh, magisterial power mm. in a way that Quaestors of the Republic don't, don't have. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Now, one of these new Quaestors is yeah. Kaiso Fabius. Uh-huh. I see. Perhaps I see what, the, I see what the we're brother. Perhaps <laughs> the brother of Quintus. <laughs> There's no nepotism going on here. Uh-huh. Wink. <laughs> and when I say perhaps, I mean definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Mind you, this is the thing. By our standards, that sounds dodgy. By Roman standards, that's pretty that's, much... That's pretty normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, It'd kind of be weird if you didn't hire your brother. Oh my god, I just realised something. Chef King Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Nepotism. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> the legacy of the Kennedy family. I know. Uh, and there is a second, uh, Lucius Valerius Publicola, who is... Ooh, Publicola. I know. Brother of the man who overthrew the kings. Man, this is like a super elite little collection of yeah. people that are going on These here. are like like the cool elite, wealthy... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had to do anything yet so far, but my career is really taking off this year. It's the Republicans, <laughs> the next generation. Yeah. 
wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have like special quaestors this year. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Cool. <laughs> so hip and trendy. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Just you wait. <laughs> um, and they have the ability to assemble the populace mm-hmm. and. Uh, the quaestors this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And to conduct investigations. Mm-hmm. And they're interested in Spurious Cassius. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so it would seem that Spurious Cassius, whatever his political affiliations and allegiances are, yes. he is not well connected with the Fabii or the other family. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mistake! <laughs> Way to not be in with the Cornelii, yep. dude. You gotta have those elite connections. <laughs> so, things are not going well. They charge him with having aimed at tyranny. Mm. And this is where the Coriolanus comparison comes back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> and for daring to propose laws concerning the distribution of land. How dare how you. Dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish we could actually have like charges like that against people? <laughs> I can't believe you tried to be nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with that sort of thing. I charge you with daring to call that a head of hair. Clearly <laughs> you came over Donald Trump. <laughs> Get in front of the committee and make your defense. <laughs> yeah. So they summon him to defend himself before the populace. Mm. Ouch. Ouch. Very populace, it turned on him. Yeah, so a very large crowd assembles. Mm-hmm. Um, the quaestors get there. They start whipping up the uh, frenzy. Um, they talk about how he was uh, calculating mm-hmm. that there was no good purpose. They talk about how with the Latins, you know, how could they be content to share their citizenship with the Latins. Oh, this is playing all... right into their hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's over-elevated them. Well beyond their station. Um, the Latins. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, and, you know, he... They talk about Spurious Cassius having just bestowed this citizenship on them because they'd asked for it. Um, <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but even worse, then saying they could have a third of all the spoils. Insane. Insanity. They're like, they're like, so not only are they citizens now, but they get one third of the spoils. Can you believe that? So what, you're like consul now? You're like making decisions? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> and then they're like, and then the Hernutians, which is an overly preferential deal. You know, those guys weren't even groveling properly. They certainly not of the same stature as the Latins. And they get another third of <laughs> The booty. Oh, like, Cassius doesn't stand a chance. And they're like, what do you think will happen if we get another ally that we get to become a citizen? Then it'll be like three thirds. <laughs> Guess who's not getting any booty anymore? <laughs> this is pretty much what they do. Um, oh, how inflammatory. <laughs> they were like, this is absurd. There's only so many thirds you can have. Yeah. <laughs> we know that because we're good at math. Because yeah, we're the yeah. Romans. <laughs> They're like, so at this point, non-Romans are getting two-thirds of the booty. Just you wait. Just you wait. That's Your just priorities. the start. Your priorities are right out of order. <laughs> Yeah. So they're like, you don't oh, really, Cassius. Yeah, you don't really want to be part of. Can this, he do you? even defend himself from <laughs> such outrageous slander? <laughs> well, possibly not. Um, <laughs> they also mention that they're like, you know, isn't it crazy that not only mm. was he so against you as citizens as to like dispossess you of two thirds of the booty, but he also tried to pass these laws by force when he couldn't get popular acclamation for them he tried to force them through this is a guy who just has no boundaries 
feel like pointing out that one third is still more than the patricians have ever given the Bohemians. <laughs> I'll have none of your logic. Yeah. Here. I'm whipping up the crowd into a frenzy. Yeah. Continue. I'm taking on the role continue of the Christ. Continue to whip. <laughs> with the good. <laughs> so, you know. Mm. Um, these sort of situations, obviously, um, being positioned in this sort of way, they sound terrible. Does Cassius have any friends left? <laughs> They're like, wait for it. You see how, you know, he acts in opposition to the tribunes, to his colleague, to the Senate. Mm, that doesn't look good. Yeah, right. it doesn't look good, does it? However, again, I'm just going to point out, maybe you know, all, all of these people are interested <laughs> in the best interests of the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, me. no. <laughs> and they were like, guess what? We also have some secret evidence. Oh, secret evidence! My favorite kind of evidence! What's the secret evidence? I mean, I wish I knew, but it doesn't go oh. into details. Um, <laughs> secret evidence of him having aimed at tyranny. Um, so, wait, they actually said we have secret evidence and we, we have can't sec- show you? Or yeah, is- like we have secret evidence, and, that, and presumably they go into detail about what that evidence is, but they're like, we have uh, some information which he was distributing money to the Latins and the Venusians, and then they were also funding him in his position so he could keep doing these things for their benefit. So there's, Mm. he's paying them and they're paying him and bolstering his claims and he's being corrupted by the outsiders. Man, now I want to know what the secret evidence is. (laughs) (laughs) He's actively colluding with the Latins and the Venusians. It doesn't matter if on paper they're citizens. Mm, I suppose it's not completely out of the question, but... I don't think so. I think that's the sort of thing that's quite highly likely. Yeah, but then again, I would like to point out again that the tribunes are probably in the Bay of the Patricians, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. know, pot, kettle, black, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, that saying hadn't it. been invented yet. <laughs> all, the, all the kettles were black then. That's, that's uh. right. <laughs> they didn't know how to buff them up to a nice shine. <laughs> not interested. No. <laughs> um... So once they get through that sort of whipping up scenario, sure, yeah. um, the crowd is like kind of frothing for like, you know. Like, I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bang for blood, are yeah, they? Pretty much. Pretty Want to tear him limb from limb, do they? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, let us bring out our special witnesses. Oh, special. Like, don't tell me we don't know who these people are. <laughs> no. We have no idea who they are. What? <laughs> they produced many witnesses. Both residents of Rome. This is like a game show. (laughs) (laughs) Look, considering that Livy covers this period of history with basically two lines, and Dionysius has page after page of like mysterious unnamed people. Fine. I'm just going to revel in the drama of it all. Yeah, no, no. I like the drama. But it really is seriously like, you know, and what's in this secret box? It proves your guilt, but we're not going to show you what's in this secret box. And what's behind this curtain? We're not going to show you, but trust me, it's witnesses. (laughs) We're going to bring out some high-profile witnesses, but their faces will be covered to protect their identity. (laughs) (laughs) Listen carefully. You might be able to pick who they are from their voice. Uh, But yeah, a whole bunch of high-profile witnesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Citizens, uh, residents of the city, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and other cities from their allies, not mm. Latins or Venusians, presumably. That sounds unlikely. Yeah. Oh, okay, so from the other allies, gotcha. Yeah. And Dionysius says they were persons who were neither mean nor obscure. <laughs> oh, okay, right. <laughs> I thought you mean meant, as uh, in, like, yeah. small yeah. in reputation. <laughs> At first I thought you meant, like, they were nice. And yeah. I was like, I really didn't think the Romans cared, but that's nice. <laughs> 
Guys, find yourself at my scuffing fantasy guys, map. Guys, he I could just has it. to die. Yeah. I know it. I know. I'm not a mean person. <laughs> Look at my toga. It's tie-dyed. You can trust me. <laughs> no, no. Um, so all of these um, witnesses who come out and speak against Cassius obviously bolster the sort of really robust rhetorical claims yeah. that have been made by the Quaestors. This is actually a perfect example of how <laughs> you really needed to be good at rhetoric, and this is why you went to school, to learn how to speak convincingly Yeah, if you were a Roman boy. I was going to say child, but then I realised boy. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those ladies, they've got I'm, no persuasive powers whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd teach you in rhetoric if I could. Yeah. But wait, I can. Um... <laughs> Cassius uh, does get to come out mm-hmm. uh, after this and give his speech in defense. Oh, man, I was about to have a joke about gayness, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But surprise, surprise, uh, nobody's very convinced by his speech. <laughs> Poor Cassius. <laughs> have uh, you noted as a very good public speaker up to this point? Do you remember that? Look, I can't recall. No, me neither. Um, Probably not, is my guess. Well, yeah. I mean, he certainly had success. Yeah, but um, like, not necessarily in, like... But at this point in time, everything has gone so far down against him that it's going to be very difficult. There's no way he can recover from this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's sentenced to death. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good times. I should be more shocked. Sorry. (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's the one piece of evidence that Livy has given me about this entire proceeding. So that's why I'm not more shocked. (laughs) He does get sentenced to death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And they see him... um, as somebody who they shouldn't drive from ex- into exile mm. uh, because they're concerned he will become another Coriolanus. True. Okay, so this is an example of people learning from the mistakes of, of the history. past. Yes. Nice. <laughs> We've seen this before. This guy has friends outside Rome. This is not going to end well. I, I, I have to admit, for a patrician, Beckle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'd say so, given what has happened. Mm. Um, and then we get what is this horrifying and yet on the same time probably quite quintessential um wait, wait. moment let me guess his father puts him to death no oh, okay sorry no really i mean wait for it <laughs> okay, okay um the quaestors lead him to the top of the precipice that oh. overlooks the forum that would and toss him back. that will be the tarpian rock and in the presence of all the citizens they hurled him down from the rock wow i don't think this has happened in the republic so far no, I mean, just to refresh your memory in case you haven't listened to that episode, because I'm pretty sure we would have talked about it. Did we talk about it? I can't remember. Have we talked about the Italian rock before? No. Okay. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> this is rock. <laughs> Opening a parenthesis. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of this Tarpian rock. Yeah, it's pretty famous. In fact, I think there's actually, isn't it in Lura, in um, in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, that there is a, a place called the Tarpian rock? Asterisk for our Australian listeners yeah. already. <laughs> All I'm saying is, in Sydney, well, sorry, in the Sydney suburbs, there is a place called the Tarpan Rock because it's super high and, like, dangerous and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. if you push people off it, they will die. Exactly. Um, yeah, so the Romans tend to throw traitors off the Tarpan Rock. They certainly do. Yeah, and it stems back to, well, I mean, we're kind of in the semi-mythical time still, but the really, really mythical time <laughs> of Roman history. Yeah, yeah, the actual mythic time of yeah, Roman history. Yeah, it was, what is it, like, the, the Sabines, wasn't it, when hmm. the Sabines were attacking the city. Um, the legend is that back at the time when the Romans and the Sabines weren't getting along in the mythological sense, <laughs> um, that a 
was it a Roman maiden decided to let the Sabines in like secretly? Yeah, in so, exchange for jewelry. So Tarpeia yeah. is yeah. either positioned as a maiden, mm. um, the daughter of a king, or in some accounts, um, she's positioned as vessel virgin. Mm, true, true. Mm. Either way, she lets the Sabines in. She lets the Sabines in yeah. um, because she has a bit of a crush on the king. And isn't there also that thing where she's like does a deal where she's like give me what's on your arm, meaning their bracelet, and they give her like their shields and they crush. Oh, her to they death. crush her to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't end up well for her. Uh, Bad times Romans. for women in history. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's this place called the Tarpeian Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so in <Yeah. laughs> case, guess off who the just got thrown off it? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So Spirus Cassius thrown from the Tarpeian Rock. Huh. A traditional punishment. For those condemned to death. Mm. Um, and this is where things get interesting from the perspective of Dionysius of Halicarnassus. Okay. Because he's like, guys. That was pretty interesting. Throwing people off rocks is happening. Yeah, every day. yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, wait a minute. Mm. This is just the most probable account that has been handed down from our source material. Interesting, because I have a similar thing in Livy, but go, go, go. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to give you the less probable version in my view. Okay. And he's like, because it's believed by a lot of people and it's definitely recorded in histories of people with good authority. Mm-hmm. So Dionysus here is like positioning himself as like, I'm somebody who reads a lot. Yeah. And I've looked at all the accounts <laughs> and I've just told I'm you... So wise. I, <laughs> I've just told you the most probable version of the story. Mm. But for the sake of transparency, let me go into some detail about the less probable versions. And yeah. I'll explain to you why I think they're less probable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So historiography. <laughs> oh my gosh, methodology. He's doing historiography. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, he's like, it is said by some mm. um, that while the plan of Cassius to make himself a tyrant was yet concealed from all the world, his father was the first to suspect him. <gasps> this is in my account. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> and his father goes to the Senate, mm. ordering his son to appear. His father then becomes both the informer and the accuser. Wow. And the Senate, it's in the Senate house in this version mm. um, that Spirius Cassius is condemned to die. His father takes him home and then kills him. That is so weird. And this is where our sources must have had some sort of crossover. Mm. Because basically, listeners, I've had none of Dr. G, what Dr. G has been talking about up until the death of Cassius. Because Libby pretty much goes... So people get suspicious of Cassius, and then he's not consul anymore, and then he dies. <laughs> but way to flush out a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the detail is um, that you know, so after you know, after the Plebeians have turned on him and everyone's suspicious of him, blah blah blah, um, that he is condemned and executed. And then Livy says, as we are informed by an undoubted authority, who's the authority? Nobody knows. <laughs> but he's definitely talking about his source material. He's yeah. got to be, yeah. And, he, and Lydia does the same thing. He says, some say it was his father who puts him to death. Okay, who basically um, took, him, took him home, had an inquiry into his contact, scourged him, and then executed him. Oh, wow. Scourged him first. Yeah. Um, scourging um, is basically beating somebody with sticks. Yeah, really unpleasant. Yeah. Very unpleasant. Yeah. In fact, I think we mentioned it when Brutus had to watch his sons be scourged before they were put to death. Right in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was like, yep, do it. Yeah. Then, this will interest you, Dr. G. Um, okay. Then, consecrated the allowance settled on his son to um, Ceres. Oh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and then, because like because of this money, a statue was erected with the inscription given from the Cassian family. Wow. Weird, huh? How curious. I know. 
But then Livy says, series, I wonder. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this. I further. know, I know. It's, it's weird. I should have looked into that, actually. Um, yeah, then Livy goes on to say, much like Dionysius, that he has, however, found other accounts in other writers which he finds to be more credible. Why? Who are these other writers? Who knows? <laughs> Thanks, Livy. But it's more than we normally get. Um, <laughs> and this is where we get the account of the fact that he was actually tried by the Quaestors, Fabius and Valerius, um, and that he was found guilty on a trial before the people, and that his house was raised by public decree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they don't talk about the manner of death. No. Interesting. No. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Very so, interesting. Yeah, and so thus falls Cassius. Indeed. Mm. And so Dionysius sort of continues on to explore some of this in some more detail. And he's like, I don't want to dismiss this story out of hand. Yeah. That, that his dad might have killed him. Right, yeah. And he's like, because the Romans have a tradition of this sort of thing. Of killing their children, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. The Romans of the time, um, fathers killing their offending sons. Very true. Does not permit us. We've seen daughters. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't permit us to reject this account. Mm. Um, he goes on to mention um, Brutus condemning his sons to die. As we talked um, about. Yep. Yep. And he also talks about another example, uh, Manlius. Who's from a later period um, in history? Yeah, okay. I was going to say that name sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but much later in time. Mm. Um, so I won't go into the details of that story, listeners. I'm going to save yes, save those do. sorts of things please for do. the future. Um, but <laughs> yeah. let's just say somebody was killed I'm for being a mean, deserter. I have, I have far more sympathy with uh, the strong parental authority the Romans have of, in my recent years. <laughs> As I like strong parental authority. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, he does acknowledge that he finds um, the first tradition more the trial. probable. Yeah, the trial in front of the assembly and the execution from the Tarpian Rock. It is so interesting that they both have this sort of, well, I've weighed up the accounts and this is what I've come up with in both of their accounts, isn't it? Hmm. If only they mentioned more detail. <laughs> he, he does also talk about um, the house being raised to the ground. Ah. And the site remains vacant to this day. Yes, I think Livy said that as well. Yeah. Um, except after it, except for a portion of it, oh, which yes. the state afterwards built the Temple, temple of Tellus. Tellus. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, so there's this sense in which there is a legacy of the land not being used. Mm. It's kind of fascinating for a man who was interested in distributing land to the people for his land to Don't remain you unused. <laughs> you think that's probably the Romans' point? Even in death. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Romans usually like punishments like that. <laughs> like, you know, they have some sort of irony to them. A punishment that lasts for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his goods are confiscated by the state. Mm-hmm. First offerings in various temples, bronze statues to Ceres. Uh, maybe that's where the like that's where the crossover comes from. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, maybe often, it's because it's like the grain connection. Often, Ceres and Tellus are considered to be um, connected in, right. in some of their iconography and things like that. But mm. yeah, perhaps the connection with grain. But it seems a bit strange. It does. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes. It's one of those things that you read and then you think later on, I really should have checked that out. (laughs) It didn't seem odd at the time when I was reading it. Now it seems odd. (laughs) Um, And he also goes on to say that there was some attempt made after the death of Spurious Cassius um, to also put to death his sons. Well, that's just plain mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the senators... How uh, young are his sons? I'm not sure. He Uh, must be fairly old. But they are referred to as the boys. Uh, So... 
Um, okay, so Cassius they, is clearly an oldish man. Perhaps they haven't taken man. the toga of manhood Actually, just yet. That's really weird when you think about it. Like when when you think back how many times he's been consul and stuff, he would not have been a young man. I don't. No, think. no. It's weird that his father would have put him to death then. I mean, not not like unthinkable, but it's weird like thinking of like a seventy year old man putting together like a 50, putting to death like a fifty year old. Well, yeah, he'd have to submit to it. On yeah, some yeah, level. no, I know. Or I be just, held down. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I just mean it's it's still weird. Just, <laughs> just the visual, the visual, <laughs> the visuals. Yeah, <laughs> it's the visuals I'm having trouble with. I agree with you, Livy and Dionysius. I don't <laughs> think this is the way it went down. <laughs> um, as it turns out, the sons get spared. Well, um, how gracious! <laughs> the two completely innocent people. <laughs> No, well, it becomes important because um, they have a custom that's now established mm-hmm. from this moment onwards right. um, that the sons shall be exempt from all punishment for any crimes committed by their fathers. That just makes common sense. I know. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, but previously that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, I, I understand. <laughs> you yeah, could, you could legitimately stupid. just be killed yeah. because your, your parents were idiots. Romans um, are evolving slowly. <laughs> so, yeah. So even in the case of terrible crimes, parricide, tyranny, being a traitor, um, as a child, mm. you weren't affected by that. Well, good for the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying you don't suffer in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Presumably. The shame. Yeah. The stigma. I'm, gonna, I'm like, you're alive, but... Yeah. How do you live? How do I live without you? <laughs> so this brings me finally after a, a good two Ooh, episodes yeah, worth of, uh, crazy, of yeah. information um, to the end of the life of Spurious Cassius. Well, should we pause there, Doctor G? I think we should. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned for more agrarian fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more coming. Oh yeah, and warfare a plenty. Don't you worry about that <laughs> in our future episodes. Next week, however. We're going to have a fan next request. Week. Well, sorry, it's not next week. Sorry, next episode. <laughs> Whatever. Week in the figurative sense. <laughs> next episode, we have a special listener request. Ooh. Mm. Do we just now? Indeed. Stay tuned. Ooh. Um, so, before we wrap it oh, up sorry. entirely. <laughs> I see. I see you preparing to, like, launch us off. But uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We've got to give this uh, some ratings. We Some, do. It's got to be a partial pick. Indeed. For a potential 50 eagles. Yes. Golden eagles. Golden eagles. Golden <laughs> eagles. All right. Mir- military clout. Yeah, look, I'm giving it a sweet nothing. Yep. Big fat zero. Man, it was just some politics and it some was, people making yeah. some stuff. Diplomacy. Seriously, like, out of touch with warfare stuff. Okay, yeah, diplomacy. Hmm. I feel like there was less negotiating in this episode <laughs> than the last one. Look, there yeah. was I, there was no diplomacy. Yeah, it's just it's just a trial. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can count, can it? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. For nothing. That. Yeah. Expansion. Expansion. Nope. Sweet, sweet nothing. <laughs> You're still small unless they're room. expanding their minds with thinking, rethinking their moral outlook <laughs> on how they treat sons. I thought that's going to come under Virtus. <laughs> Ooh, Virtus. Yeah, Virtus. Okay, so hmm. Look, I, I can't give a lot of people a lot of credit for any weird twists. I feel like everything was like the trial, the way things are whipped up. This is all very, despite the fact that they're arguing against Cassius yes. as like this demagogue. Yes. They're basically doing the same thing in response. Well, yeah, exactly. It's all rhetoric. And this, they're like, how about it? This guy. This is why I kind of love and hate Rome at the same time. It really comes down to how good you are at public speaking. <laughs> Always. Which I love, but... but... <laughs> Okay, so I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to be something for the slight change that you mentioned at the end with the whole 
not putting to death his children thing. <laughs> you want to give one for that? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> think of the children, Dr. G. Think of the children. They live. They yeah. live. Yeah. Okay, citizen score. Well, they've got to be pretty happy, in a sense, because they kind of got what they wanted. Oh, uh, yeah, but have they just been hoodwinked? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> uh, yes, their lives aren't going to be any better. Look, yeah. So mm. they're really still, it's really not clear how things are going to go for them. So I'd say that's still a five. They're still on a knife edge, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll give them five, yep. So that's a, wow, I think <laughs> this is a new high <laughs> The lowest partial pick. Six out of 50 possible <laughs> golden eagles. Mm. Rome, I really hope you pick up your game. <laughs> <laughs> you got a long way to climb. I'm glad we have a special baby. episode next time. I needed to recover from this horrible, horrible score. <laughs> I think Rome needs some time to think yeah, about its values. It does. <laughs> All right, Dr. G, a pleasure as always. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Indeed. <laughs>